The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, joined today first by Patrick McDonald. Patrick, good to see you. And for those who are watching on YouTube are getting uh, one of the great green screen backdrops of all time. <laughs> yeah, the, the belly hurt around the world. That's uh, that's what I'm, I'm hearing. People are calling it. Uh, but Rick, Mark, Mark, this is our first show together. Can't, can't wait for it. I know you're on the grounds there at Quill Hollow and uh, excited to talk about the Sanderson. Yeah, Mark Immelman rounds out our crew for today. Mark, good to see you. You're home. You're trying to get back into the swing of things, it seems. Yeah, good to be seen. Thanks, man. It was a great week last week. Patrick, nice to see you. I'm trying to unthink that image of that dude behind you right now. So I appreciate you very much, man. Yeah, we won't spoil it uh, fully. Go, go go watch the YouTube version of this. See what Patrick is working with on his backdrop there. And while you're on the internet, while you're clicking around looking for things to do, looking for things to spend your money on, why don't you spend it on some first cut merch? Because for the rest of the year, we're offering 20% off all that sweet, sweet first cut merch. It's hats, it's t-shirts, it's sweatshirts, it's stickers, it's uh, etched glasses. That's my favorite. All that fun stuff. All you need to do is drop the promo code FIRSTCUT20 at checkout. There's a link in the description, both on the audio and video versions of this podcast. And if you really need a QR code, Jacob is showing it on YouTube right now. That'll get you access to all that sweet merch for the rest of the year. Gentlemen, uh, we have not yet debriefed uh, with either of you from last week's President's Cup. And Mark, you were boots on the ground. So let's head in your direction first. Obviously, a strong connection to that international team. The weekend was a lot better than the, the first two days of the event. Yes, a nice a nice rally from the internationals on the weekend. Yeah, it was. Um, look, I'll be honest with you. The, the feeling inside of the camp and the locker room leading in, despite being outmanned, was a whole lot of confidence on the international side. And and they were just roundly outplayed and uh, on the first couple of days. But it really wasn't outplayed, I would say. It was more like they were just outputted or the internationals just didn't make enough putts. And, and you 
and it occurred, I was aware of this. I was on the international feed for the world feed for the television show. And this was sort of, it was clear to me calling it, you know, being on the ground. But then when my family, my wife, my, my wife, my two kids arrived in town on a Friday evening, we having just a quiet dinner, just the four of us. And my youngest Sophia says to me, she goes, they didn't putt very well. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah. And then she says to me, she goes, you have to practice putting because putting can help you save strokes. And I was like, you're 10. And clearly I'm talking too loud because you're getting this stuff. I was going to say, she's definitely an Immelman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's on point and Trevor said the same thing. And then he, he challenged them on the weekend. Or oh, look, he challenged them the whole week to play free. And on the weekend, just to say, hey, go and let it be. And and, and they were good on on Saturday, they really were. Um, truth is, they never really played the front nine very well, but for yeah. some reason played the back excellent. And then, you know, made a few clutch putts, hit a few clutch shots, and were back in it. And then at one stage, I've got to tell you, Sunday afternoon, Quail Hollow, which was very loud, got very quiet. <laughs> and I, I remember saying to my driver, Ralph, we had we'd finished the morning match that I was covering. I was on Spieth and Cam Davis. And let me tell you, Spieth is, he's a banshee, that boy. He's a nutcase. Uh, anyway, the way he played was unreal. Um, we were there waiting for Tom Kim and Max Homer on the 10th hole. I'd had a quick break and I looked at Ralph and he looked at me and he said, is it very quiet or is it just me? And I was like, it's quiet. And we looked over the water and you could see a big leaderboard that just had a whole bunch of gold on it. And uh, all of a sudden, it was like, whoa, hold on a secie. And then, obviously, the Americans showed their class to finish well. But in the end, in as much as what is disappointing, uh, I think it was a fantastic event. And, and and it was electric. The atmosphere out there was great. Yeah, Quell Hollow played awesome. It, it was kind of firm and fast and uh, made some guys look a little bit silly. But, Patrick, that, that sentiment of, you know, the internationals were – obviously outmanned in this. Uh, we, we knew that odds makers knew that it was going to be hard enough to try to beat the Americans on American soil, but Mark's right. The, the internationals didn't make a lot of putts early in this event. They got off to seemingly bad starts, or at least the Americans got off to fast starts every single match. Uh, almost. I mean, it was just a, an uphill battle that almost got more uphill after the front nine every single day. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I really look back to that 8-2 deficit and the 15th hole in particular. You had three American balls that bounced out of the creek there (laughs) on 18. And, you know, JT and Jordan win that hole over Sungjae and Corey Connors. You had Max and Finau make an all-class par there uh, to tie the hole with Taylor Pendrith, where, you know, that one went to the end as well. And then Spieth, you know, full on Spiethian there the next day made a par, you know, bouncing it out at the Creek too. And you look at it, it's eight, two after two days, those three balls, you know, typically when balls go into the water, they stay in the water. (laughs) And if those balls stay in the water, it could have been what, you know, maybe six, four potentially, if it could have flipped that way. And from there, anything could have happened, especially with how the internationals played uh, over the weekend. It was really uh, commendable in my opinion. And, Look, they had talent against them, depth, continuity, the crowd, the course. And I think Trevor and what he did with the team was amazing. And coming off the 16 to 14 defeat at Royal Melbourne, people probably thought this might have been a step back, but for the internationals, but I think it's the exact opposite. I think they're going to be steamrolling into Canada 
and they're going to take all the confidence from uh, this defeat. Patrick, I'm glad you said that about Trevor, and I must commend him because you know all the pundits um, were calling for Adam Scott's head after two rounds, uh, maybe even after the first round when Ian Hideki were dusted. I mean, it was one-way traffic, six and five, and Adam just looked flat. He was fighting a hook off the tee. Ian Hideki was supposed to be kind of the, you know, they were the front of the charge there on Thursday, and they just got smashed. And and it was a statement victory for the Americans. But Trevor remained true to their plan, and he remained true to Adam. And it was well-founded in the end because, you know, Adam and Hideki came through with what was, I think, maybe the first point on Saturday in the morning foursomes. And when that happened, you could see how the rest of the team sort of got in behind them because you had essentially the Koreans playing well, and that was about it. And and Munoz was great. We knew he would be. Christian Besaidnod was good. But but I commend Trevor for having stuck with Hideki and Adam because in the end it worked out well. I feel like Hideki's um, half on Sunday afternoon could have been a win, but but that was despite his best stuff. And and, and Adam hung in there too. I can't remember the result. But, but it, it speaks to to the trust that Trevor had in his team. And he kept on talking about it. And I'm sure a bunch of folks were like, ah, oh, whatever. But it, it was well-founded in the end. And, and it's, it's easy to panic in situations like that. But it spoke to Trevor's leadership to be able to go, I believe in these guys. This is our plan. We're sticking to it. And he made minor changes, but there was nothing wholesale after that big deficit that they found themselves in. And and just to piggyback off that, you know, coming outside looking in, you're you're probably not going to win if Adam Scott and Hideki Matsuyama aren't playing well. So you got to put them out every session because those are your guys. And yeah, he had to stick with them. Um, kind of final thoughts here before we move on to Sanderson Farms, Mark. I think the idea around the international team is not necessarily this one competition or the competition that we had in Australia or the one that we are, we're going to get in two years. It's, it's this brand building. It's this team building. It's this year over year philosophy that you get these guys to be able to buy into from all over the globe. And you build this step-by-step, not just look at a single year individually as the results. Yeah, certainly. And and also it was this brand and this concept that Captain Ernie Els built uh, for Real, Real Melbourne a few years ago where it was the shield. And instead of coming in there behind your Korean flag or your Australian flag or your Canadian or Japanese, whatever you were, it was like it was for the shield. And and you heard the team saying it all the time. You know, the the media watch phrase was for the cup for country and for the cup and the internationals, every single one of them were like, we're doing it for the shield. And it became, it it started to gain traction with Ernie. It gained a whole heap of traction here last week. Um, And this current squad, and you feel like they now have an identity and they have something that they can all play for. It's not like they're all just coming together for a week and then, dispersing again they they are for real and and we started to see it i think i'd shared it you know even as early as the rbc heritage where back then i mean sadly they left and cam smith and joaquin neiman and uh and sungjae i think were all in a group and they all were using president's cup international shield towels and they were mm-hmm. using head covers and yardage book covers heck i saw cam smith at the tour championship just a few weeks before 
the President's Cup with an International Shield uh, yardage book cover in his back pocket. I sent it to you guys. Yep. And so you can see this identity being built. And I feel like that is going to galvanize them even further as they lead into cups down the way. Now, look, that doesn't mean they're going to win because the Americans are just so strong. But they certainly are. They, they're going to be competitive. And it's not going to be the blowout that everyone was expecting all of the time. Yeah, you can find those shields um, all year long across towels and yardage books and everything else that that Mark is, is referencing there. Um, this week, though, Jackson, Mississippi, Sam Burns, Patrick, going to go straight from Quail Hollow to try to defend his crown. Uh, we'll see. Maybe he's a little bit hungover. Maybe he's got a couple of days to figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But Sam Burns, the headliner here in Jackson. Yeah, defending champ, and we kind of saw it last year post-Ryder Cup with Sergio Garcia. Obviously not the celebrations for the Europeans, but coming from the Ryder Cup to this event, it's tough. And if Sam Burns was hanging out with Kisner, Homa, JT a lot that night, I mean, he could be coming in a bit late, a bit a bit fuzzy, hungover, like you said. And past that, it's a fantastic opportunity for some of these young guys. I mean, we harped on it uh, for the Fortinet Championship. Taylor Montgomery kind of came through there finished third. He's kind of a darling among people talking about uh, Corn Ferry Tour graduates. And yeah, it's it's a great opportunity for these young guys. We saw it last year with Thigala holding the 54-hole lead. Cameron Young was there. Zala Torres was in the mix as well. So I'm looking forward to it, even though it's a bit of a weak field. It's kind of those vintage swing season events, but it's a fun course, four par fives that play hard, a drivable par four towards the end, and uh, should hopefully be some good action. Opportunity is the name of the game. Second event of uh, the new season, Mark, believe it or not, we're already into the new season. We're accumulating FedEx Cup points. We saw uh, the favorite and we saw Max Homa successfully defend in Napa. Sam Burns gets a chance to make it two for two. Yeah, he does. Uh, and even though this is down in Mississippi, there's many elements to this golf course, uh, the Jackson Country Club that are similar to quail. Uh, first off, speeds of greens. Now, these ones down there are not as undulating as what quail hollow was, but these surfaces, and you talk to all of the players, they will say that if they had to name putting greens throughout the year in tournaments, they would certainly have this golf course in their top five for quality and for speed and for trueness of line. So okay. someone like a Sam Burns, even though he's hungover, you know, uh, he putted fat. Um, that guy filled it up from all over the 704 area code last week at the President's Cup. And and you're going to find guys who, put, who are like that thrive. I mean, the first time this event was out, I remember Ryan Armour kind of out, out gunning the big hitters with just a flat stick that was off the charts. Peter Melnati was the same thing. And um, of late, you've seen the power guys sort of come to the fore a little bit. But still, it's a really good golf course. And it's a place where you find the usual suspects thrive. You know, those guys that like Bermuda grass can judge flower lies, um, drive the ball well around here. But but in the end, uh, if you can if you can sort of manage it from the rough a little bit, then putt well, you got a chance. The only circumstance that might throw a wrinkle into it all, I feel like, is um, this hurricane in and what that does for the rainfall that Mississippi may take. I don't know if they're going to dodge some of it or not, but if that place gets a little soft, then you have to hand the advantage to the longer guys. 
Uh, I was looking at the tracker just a few minutes ago to see if if uh, Jackson was in the path. I I'll, I'll have to keep digging there. But we are uh, we're going to turn our attention to some some names and some guys that we think can play well this week at the Country Club of Jackson. We're going to give out some bets, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Uh, the Money Maker Challenge. Mark, I believe this is your first experience with this in the new season. This was a defense against Kyle Porter. And uh, we get to now structure our wagers a little bit differently. How did you like filling this one out this week? Um, it was fun. I'll be honest with you. I'm dating myself and showing my ignorance. I, I called up Jacob this morning and I was like, um, I've got one or two dumb questions. What is this and what is that? And he sort of giggled at me and, and gave me the response. But I like it. Um, I, I like going down there to find a, a bet and and find something you can lay a, a few shekels on. So I, I enjoyed trying to find worthwhile, uh, par, worthwhile bets this morning. Yeah, this is uh, much more structured. So we get 100 little nuggets or dollars or units or whatever you want to call them to go over to our friends at Caesar Sportsbook. We've got to put 50 of them on a matchup 30 on any finishing position that we want. And then two separate outright wagers. Who's going to actually win the golf tournament for 10 each Patrick, you are our veteran here. You are a part of the first edition of this. It's just, you know, just one of one of one. Old old timer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we're going to, we're going to start with your matchup uh, for 50 of your nuggets. Where are you going here? Uh oh! First show with Mark, and we're already going head to head against yeah. each other. Uh, <laughs> I saw that. We, moving forward, we got to consolidate against Coach here. Uh, we'll, we'll be better moving forward, but I really love Wyndham Clark this week. Uh, name of the game at Jackson in my mind is hit it far and make a lot of putts, and that is Wyndham Clark's mo to a T. He's gained strokes off the tee in ten straight. Uh, I love the course fit for him and. Look, English, I know he's coming off that top 10 finish at the Fortinet Championship. I'm not completely sold on him being 100% back from that injury. The irons have been pretty poor. He's, I think he's only gained strokes on approach once since he's, his comeback. So uh, I'll lay the minus 120 with Clark over English. Yeah, right out of the gate, Patrick takes Wyndham Clark over Harris English, and Mark uh, battles that with a Harris English over Wyndham Clark. Mark, head to head. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to say that Patrick knows more than me, but I know English pretty well. Um, and, and I will say this. In Jackson, in Jackson, Mississippi, the way the golf course sets up, you always got to give a little bit of an edge to the guys who grew up in the South. You know, that's why I'm liking Davis Riley for an outright. But I've spoken with uh, Harris English's golf instructor here recently, and he says Harris is healthy, he's strong, um, and 
the thing about Harris, he's he's long, no, not not like elite long, but he's long, he's long enough. And to me, he just he, he rolls the ball so purely. And you've seen him at places like Memphis, I mean, the TPC Southwind, and those sorts of golf courses play very very well. So, so so I feel like it's time for Harris to sort of get back in the saddle to where he was just a couple of seasons ago, prior to the injury and start playing his best stuff and and what better place to be down in the southeast um and in conditions that are very similar to where he he lives and plays most of his golf down there in in sea island the harris english side of this is the even money side plus 100 clark over english minus 120 so Wyndham a small favorite there i'm avoiding any of the drama i'm just gonna go with gary woodland over alex smalley speaking of guys that seem to be kind of back and in form i'm liking what i'm seeing out of gary woodland as of late i think we're getting at least a little bit closer to some of the vintage versions of himself so again i'll take woodland minus 110 over alex smalley for my $50 matchup. Uh, Mark, we'll bounce this one right back to you here. So this finishing position, you could do anything you wanted. Top five, top 10, top 20, top 40, and then you choose the golfer. Where did you go here in terms of finishing positions? Well, first off, just to put a capper on my English over Clark bet. Um, look, I love Wyndham. He and I wear the same apparel, uh, Mark Wahlberg's municipal clothing. But Wyndham tends a little inconsistent. And so I'm going with consistency over a little inconsistency there. And and speaking of consistency for a top 20, Adam Long, I mean, this guy's camping out inside the top 25, inside the top 20, just about every week he plays. He's got a really consistent act, uh, game. He played solidly last week out. I texted him just the other day, and he uh, he's like, I'm playing Jackson, then I got Vegas off. So uh, he, he sounded fresh and he sounded well and and he's that sort of a guy that is never going to blow your hair back if you watch him play, but he's just never out of the game. He plays from the fairway. He's a really consistent ball striker, and he, he constructs rounds well. And so as a result, he never makes any real dumb errors. And in this place, I know it might be a bit of a birdie bonanza, but you know what? You have to make fewer birdies if you make fewer bogeys, and Adam Long's that kind of a guy. And he's, he's a top 20 candidate, and I, liked, I really like that number on him. Yeah, plus 330 for Adam Long to finish on the first two pages of the leaderboard. Tell Mark Wahlberg to send us a check for that uh, that free ad you just well, gave him there, Mark. <laughs> we're, we're, we, we all want boxes of gear in our, in our direction, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'm going with Davis Thompson here. So uh, for me, I like loved what I saw in, in Napa, gains across the board. I'm asking him to finish inside the top 20 at plus 330. Patrick, you have opted. Wow, you've opted, opted for a South African here. Yeah, you know, trying to make amends for this Clark versus English yeah. uh, battle we're going <laughs> through. So, I, you know, I got Fratelli in the mix, got Burmester in the mix as well. But uh, yeah, like Clark, I love the fit for Fratelli. T6 here in 2020. Uh, he's one of these guys who has chased distance uh, and, you know, it's worked for him somewhat, but definitely inconsistent. Just hoping to get the upside week that, you know, we know we can get from him. Uh, at one point last year, he made 10 straight cuts in a row. Napa might have been a little bit ugly, but I, I like him uh, on these surfaces at this course. So five to one on a top 20 for a player like Dylan Fratelli, I'm more than comfortable with. If FedEx Cup points were awarded based on gym videos on Instagram, Dylan Fratelli would be number one in the FedEx Cup oh, yeah. standings, Mark. Every time I see that guy on Instagram, he's in the gym. 
He is amazing. And, 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 and the distance you guys speak of is palpable. I actually asked him about it because when Dylan was a young man, he was sort of scrawny a little bit and then went off to Austin, played golf there at the University of Texas, and then came out and tour and all of a sudden just got longer and stronger. And he's a very cerebral uh, uh, sort. And and now the guy in the gym, is a, he's a beast, man. He really is. And every time I see him, he seems to be more and more cut. So I want to ask him what the end goal is because it appears that, that he's, uh, he's not slowing down anytime soon. Uh, Iron Man might be the end goal for him. We'll have to keep an eye, <laughs> have to keep an eye out for that. Okay. Um, Patrick, let's go back to you here. Uh, I want both of your outrights and the way that we've structured this, it's 10 bucks on each of them. So give me your two golfers that you would like to see win this golf tournament. Yeah, back to the well with Wyndham Clark. I know Mark, when he was talking about Adam Long, said he doesn't make many dumb mistakes. Uh, unfortunately, with me in betting, I typically do. Uh, and th- this could be one of those weeks where I'm going to the Wyndham Clark well a lot. And yeah, like like I said, I love the statistical fit that he has. He contended uh, at a somewhat regular basis last year. He was there in Canada, there in Detroit. So back end of the summer, he was playing some good golf. Uh, and then D- Dean Burmeister, uh, you know, staple on the DP World Tour, wins a ton in South Africa as well. He's another long hitter. You could probably see the theme of my picks thus far and uh, kind of ran through the Corn Ferry Tour playoffs there. Uh, played well in Boise, played well at the championship as well. So like Clark, like Fratelli, I think it's a great fit for Dean and uh, 50 to 1 is a price I can get behind. Yeah, Patrick, uh, living in the meat of this betting board, Wyndham Clark, 45 to one, Dean Burmeester, 50 to one. Mark, you have already teased uh, Davis Riley at 40 to one. It's him for one of your outrights. And who else do we have? Yeah, and, and just to Dean Burmeister, uh, Burmey is a fantastic pick here, and I really considered him. But the only reason why I, I, I averted my eyes some was he had to go back to South Africa for a, a passport wrangle for some reason, something about the visas. So he's been, he's been abroad. Um, it's a big trip over here. So I'm wondering how he's going to be sort of fatigue wise and, and, um, and jet lag wise, but that boy, he can go, man. And, and I would put money on, on him at any time. Um, I'm going for Davis Riley. He grew up just down the road. He's won a number of high school events at this place. Has talked about his love affair with it. A few of the holes, I think it's like seven or eight of them, they just peel from left to right a little bit. That's his preferred ball flight. And I know he didn't finish the season as he would have wanted, but Davis Riley's legit, man. And you have to feel like with all of the game, there's a comfort level going back to Mississippi and town that he's from. So uh, I think if there was sort of converging trends here and a confluence of, of, of good things, um, playing at home for a guy who played very well last season, um, I think is a good one. So I'm going for Davis and, and Sahith. I mean, He's becoming a perennial contender. Uh, he really, truly is and and was a part of the storyline. You guys talked about it here last year, and I think it's only a matter of time before he, uh, he gets the job done. Davis Riley lost in a playoff to Sam Burns at the Valspar last year. Maybe he can get a little revenge and spoil Sam Burns'. I'm buying, I'm buying what you're selling. Yeah. Title defense here. <laughs> right. Let's get back at him. Um I hope not, because I've got Sam Burns as one of my outrights. Uh, We'll talk about that. Emiliano Grillo as well. Gentlemen, we have never seen, we have never had a time outside of Tiger Woods where the favorites have won as frequently as the last 16 events on the PGA Tour. Nine of those winners were 20 to one or shorter. They've just 
the favorites have piled these things up. I'm going to use one of my outrights and say, if that trend continues, give me the guy who's head and shoulders better than everybody else in Sam Burns. And then Emiliano Grillo, uh, I'm certainly not ready to give up on. Uh, I will be... uh, saying his name a lot in coming weeks and months, as long as he continues to putt the way that he is six straight events in which he's gained strokes with the putter. That was by far the weakest part of his game. Now 35 to one feels like he's on the verge of something. So I'll go Sam Burns at 10 and Emiliano Grillo mark at 35 to one. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Allow me to take a breath. Sure. So you actually going with a putter instead of trying to give me, feed me the strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained approach. What's the stuff you're always talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Bless, yeah. You, Rick. Bless you, Rick, for the maturation you've undergone here over our brief off season. Thank you. It's evolution. I'm trying to just constantly get better, trying to constantly evolve. So let me recap these quickly here. Our 50 matchups, uh, Woodland over Smalley, Clark over English, English over Clark. Uh, finishing positions, Davis Thompson, top 20. Dylan Fratelli, top 20. Adam Long, top 20. Outrights. I'm going with Sam Burns and Emiliano Grillo. Patrick's going with Wyndham Clark and Dean Burmeester. Mark is going with Sahith Tagala and Davis Riley. Those are the wagers that we've made over at Caesar Sportsbook as part of our Money Maker Challenge. That leaves us with one final thing to do, gentlemen, and that is our Money Ball. So, Mark, you have not seen this yet. I will explain everything about it after a quick word from our partners. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. And we're back. As if it wasn't enough, Mark, to get 50 on a matchup, 30 on a finishing position, 10 and 10 on two outrights. Jacob said, here's another 50. No constraints. Go out there and put it on anything you want, and we'll keep track of it. So, Mark, why don't you lead us off here with your money ball, your best bet? I'm hoping Jacob's going to put the ground. There we go. Righty nice. Um, I'm going with a guy who grew up in South Alabama, um, Robbie Shelton. He, he was, he was a star when he was at the university of Alabama, came out, played a season on tour, kind of think got caught up on the wash a little bit, lost his card, went back to the corn ferry tour, one down there. Now he's back on tour. And he's in a place that he's very comfortable at. And I think at a number like plus 140, for him to get inside the, the top 40, <laughs> I don't want to say this is a guarantee because there's no guarantees in golf. But if Robbie Shelton is halfway healthy, if he's halfway hitting it in the center of the club face, I, I think that is an absolute given. You can take that one to the bank. So give me Shelton for a top 40 plus 140. And if I'd look deeper, I might even have gone top 20 because he's that good and and, and he has that much game. Over his last 11 starts across the Corn Ferry and the PGA Tour, Robbie Shelton has eight top 28 finishes. Uh, two of them are wins. One of them is a runner-up. So Mark is asking Robbie Shelton to finish inside the top 40. Make, make the cut. Come on, just make the cut for me, Robbie. <laughs> at plus 140. 
I'm also offended by this graphic. For for future graphics, Jacob, we got to sort this correctly. <laughs> this is a random sorting. We got to get the guy who's got the most profit or maybe the guy with the biggest return or the best win percent. That's got to be on top. So yeah, we have this yeah, I'm with accurately, accurately sorted. We'll have to work on that. Uh, Patrick, well, uh, you've, now you know what it's like, right? Because remember last year <laughs> when there was this one and done thing and the more I led, the more you guys were trying to stack the odds against me and stuff. Yeah. No, you know, it feels a little bit, but I'm with you. Yeah, you you belong on the top of that. Yeah, pile. this would be like if the standings of the one and done was just in random order and Mark's name was in fifth or something. It would be outrageous. It would. Terrible. Thank you. Patrick, you've gotten freaky with your 50 bucks. Uh, you have not only taken uh, one matchup, you've taken two, you've parlayed them together and you got a plus 224 on it. What are we looking at? I'm still looking at this graphic. I feel like coach might be in cahoots with Jacob. You know? I agree. Even though this he's is in an, last place. This is an inside job for he's sure. He's up top. And meanwhile, me, 3% return this day and age. Come on, forget about it. That's, uh, can't beat that. <laughs> but yeah, Clark over English, like I said, it's either going to make or break my week. Uh, and then I wanted some Montgomery exposure and he's minus 130 over Bradley. Uh, like we said, he, he's long off the tee, played great in Napa, and Bradley to end his uh, 22 season was kind of suspect with his irons a little bit. And if Keegan Bradley's not hitting his irons well, it could be a short week for him. So I really like those two together at plus 224 and uh, hopefully uh, bump that profit of $6 up a little bit. <laughs> Here is what Patrick has done. Uh, Wyndham Clark was minus 120 over Harris English and Taylor Montgomery minus 130, right, Patrick? Correct. Over Keegan Bradley. He has parlayed them together and he has gotten plus 224 on both of those coming through. Uh, it is also, uh, it goes without mentioning that you have allocated at least 100 and, 110 of your 150 in some form or fashion on Wyndham Clark. When he wins this week, I mean, next week is going to be an unbelievable episode because, I mean, it's it's a lock, I think. You know what I appreciate about you, Patrick? You know, you know Kyle Porter well, right? Kyle has got this money and he just busts yeah. stuff with everybody and then comes up with the most random bet you could ever imagine and puts like 55 cents on there and then that thing hits and then he wins. So so I, I, I appreciate your consistency in your approach here and how you're backing Wyndham Clark. Good on you. Man. Thank, thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. I have opted, like Mark, to live in that top 40 market. I, I like it. You, you're your guy. He makes the cut. You know, he plays well on the week. You're not asking him to do all that much, and you can still get a decent little return. My guy, Will Gordon. I think he might be back. I think Will Gordon is back. Uh, last six starts, two top fives, a win. Hasn't finished worse than 46th. Played well at the Fortnite. Gained six strokes between the two ball striking categories. I think I think Will Gordon's back. I'm asking him to finish like 38th to cash me my plus 160. Are we talking like Texas football back or back back? <laughs> uh, Texas, if, listen, I don't need him to be back back. I don't need him to win or finish inside. I just need him to be like kind of back. Okay, okay. A same golf swing instructor as Harris English uh, in Justin Parsons. Uh, and and Justin speaks of Will Gordon like he hung the moon. Uh, Justin sees a whole lot more in Will than I do, but Will is good. Um, and, and I feel like, Rick, like my bet, that, that's one of those safeties that you can almost take to the bank over there. 
Also helps that, uh, oh no, I had my guys confused. I thought Will Gordon finished 25th here last year. He did not. So I'm going to just move <laughs> on from that comment. Uh, so just to recap, our best bets, I'm taking Will Gordon top 40 plus 160. Mark is taking Robbie Shelton top 40 plus 140. Patrick has parlayed Wyndham Clark over Harris English with Taylor Montgomery over Keegan Bradley, and he has gotten plus 224 on that. Whew. Okay, gentlemen. Um that was a very successful mega preview pod of the Sanderson Farms Championship. Anything else that we need to discuss before we get out of here? Yes, you guys need to teach me where on the website I can find how to parlay games because I thought that was cool and I need to try that, please. Oh, we will show just, you how to do that. It's a slippery slope, Mark. I'll <laughs> tell you that much. Mark is going to come back next week with a nine-leg parlay yeah. that, that pays out a million to one or whatever. It's 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 a slippery slope, Mark, for sure. Nah, I first got to get some dollars in the bank, and then once I got that, then, then you can play with house money, right? I, I learned that from you, Rick. That's right. Get yeah. get out get out front and then get a little crazy after that. All right, gents. Uh, absolute pleasure. We will uh, be back later in the week. Of course, producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes. You can find Patrick McDonald on Twitter at Amateur Status, and you can find Mark at Mark underscore Immelman. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.